Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Good Good News Baptist Podcast. My name is Bo Garber, and we're so glad to have you here today. We have a special guest we interviewed for this podcast. His name is Phil Laboo. He's an old friend of mine, and uh, he has volunteered one of his stories to share with you today, and I hope that it is an encouragement to you and it has an impact on your life. And, and that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to do that. So let's get right to it. And so, Phil, I wanted to ask you, and I did kind of prep Phil a little bit for this, but what story are you sharing with us today? When you asked me, the first thing I, I thought of is actually a, a story I told in Sunday school the other day, kind of just casually with the, uh, another young man. And it's a great story. And then it was just a day later, you asked if there was any testimonies, and I immediately thought of it. We think it'd be a great uh, true life. That's <laughs> no fairy tale fantasy. Um, something that God did for us. We took a, um, I don't even know what year it was, a few years back, we took a missions trip to Mexico City. But if you ever have opportunity to go on a missions trip, go on a missions trip. <laughs> I've been told that my man. whole life. And I always thought, oh, yeah, hey, man, that's a good idea. And then uh, and then I went. And uh, it's you cannot, you, it would take 50 podcasts to tell all the stories. Um, and, and even more <laughs> about a 10 day, you know, trip to, to Mexico city, Mexico, but yeah, um, we got about 10 minutes. <laughs> the story, the story I want to tell is coming back. So it was miraculous just being there and witnessing and winning people to Christ and serving in the church. It was a pretty large church in Mexico city. And, uh, it was just amazing trip, but on the way back, we were at the airport and uh, I brought uh, one of my teenagers with me, <laughs> and um, he he didn't get his uh, his immigration card, uh, his passport, uh, properly inspected on the way in. Oh no! It's <laughs> true story. So I don't I don't know if um, if it was done maliciously by you know by the workers when we came in, a fourteen year old kid that was a bonehead. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, honest mistake sort of a situation. But when we were trying to to get our boarding passes and check our bags at Delta, they said, uh, you know, we can't give this kid a, a ticket because he doesn't have proper documentation. <laughs> oh, no. So I go, I got this kid. I love him. The church loves him. You know, he, he I wouldn't even call him a bus kid. We met him as a bus kid, but he came part of the family of... Christ and our church family, just like anybody else. Um, but I'm in Mexico City with a kid that I don't have any sort of proof that I have permission to even have this kid. And he's not my kid. I'm in a foreign country and it looks like I smuggled him in. And in all my great wisdom and faith and, you know, prestige of being a man of God, I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm about losing it. I mean, I'm shaking. I'm like, what are we going to do? And the missionary I was there with, we're helping. And he's younger than me, and he was completely unflinched and unfazed. <laughs> I'm like, this is a problem. He's like, ah, no problem. God will take care of it. Amen. I said, I said what are we going to do? He said, well, you could pay hundreds of dollars in fines and go through paperwork, and it takes a long time and do all that. He said, or? I said, what? He said, we'll just pray. <laughs> like, pray? Amen. What's that going to do? You know, super spiritual <laughs> Pastor LeBoo over here. And, and right in the middle of the airport. I mean, guards with, you know, rifles standing around people. It's one of the busiest airports in the world. And he just, let's pray right here. 
he says, God, you got to get these people home. They're here to honor you and you honored them and you're going to get them home. I know it. And he, uh, he ripped the immigration cart in half the way it was supposed to have been when we came in, if you've ever traveled internationally. We covered up with the immigration card the part where it was supposed to be stamped in his passport. And he said, now hold on to this because if you get caught, you want know, you want to <laughs> have something here. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, long story short, uh, we made it through. I, I, the, the, the wildest thing was since the Delta lady wouldn't give us a ticket, we swiped the kid's passport in the kiosk. And since he had paid for a ticket, the kiosk knew he needed one. So it printed him a boarding pass. But I, could, but I couldn't check his bags. So I carried one of his bags as my carry-on, and he carried his other bag as a carry-on. Well, of course, the bag he gave me went off in security. All the alarms and things went off in the x-ray machine. <laughs> and the, the, the worker's like, is this your bag? And I'm like, yeah, that's my bag, all right. And I'm looking at my boy going, what did you put in the bag? You know, <laughs> he, he, had, he had like a 32-ounce bottle of hot sauce. I said, man, you can't, you can't carry toothpaste. And you buy it, you're trying to bring a 32-ounce bottle of hot sauce on the airplane? So, oh, that's so funny. So I'm dying. You know, I'm about to have a heart attack. That gets confiscated. We get through everything. We're about ready to board the plane. Everyone's excited. And, uh, of course I gave the, the keys to one of the other men. He said, why are you giving me the van keys? I said, if we don't make it through security, someone's got to stay in Mexico. <laughs> and he yep. goes, give me, give me the keys. <laughs> you stay yep. with the kid. <laughs> and so, yep. it's, it's true. The last thing we do, and I never saw this in America, but in that airport, the last security check you go through before you walk down the, the stairs to, to board the plane was this random button that everybody had to push. And every so often, you know, it'd be like green light, green light, green light. And then the red light would go off. And that oh, meant no. random security check. Well, guess who got the red light? Phil. <laughs> my, no, my boy. Uh, not oh, me, no. my boy. So they pull him to the side and they start swabbing the inside of his bag and his belt and his shoes. And me and one of the last men are waiting. And, uh, and I'm really nervous. <laughs> and my friend goes, what are you so nervous about? I said, do you, you know where he lives? kid lives in the ghetto i said you know his sister's boyfriend just got thrown in the clank for selling drugs he goes yeah he oh, did no. i go where do you think he got that bag <laughs> and he goes we're going to prison we're going to prison oh, no. <laughs> well we didn't go to prison made it back to america there was no problems Praise the Lord. and uh, you want to talk about increasing the faith but i'll tell you this the, the greatest reason why all that took place is god increased my faith and everybody's faith that was on that trip and he made a way Amen. and he answered that prayer in only a way god could my lack of faith right it was it, it was it was all christ however when we finished we came back we had church that next sunday we gave testimonies and every year my boy had a family reunion in the first three years I was with him, he, he would ditch church that Sunday because he would go to his family reunion. Well, this year, ready? He's like, will you take me to my family reunion after church? I said, well, of course I will. It was his choice, not mine, right? And so when I roll up, him and I roll up late because we went to church, um, to the family reunion, everybody sees us. Oh, hey, look who's here. And, uh, you know, this is, a, this is an ungodly family. But they had seen the change that God had done in this young man's life. 
Wow. The transforming work of Christ. So we show up late in suits and ties to a backyard West Virginia hillbilly drunken barbecue, (laughs) sticking out like sore thumbs, looking like Mormon missionaries to the hillbilly party. (laughs) But there was no awkwardness. It was respect. And we sat down on the porch, uh, right? Sat down on the porch with these people. And uh, they said, hey, I heard you went to Mexico. And I said, let me tell you a story. And I got to sit on that porch and brag on Christ, not on my boy, not on me, got to brag on Christ in undeniable, unexplainable, true stories of just what happened the previous, you know, two weeks. And um, it's not about me or people or preachers or churches impressing people. It's about, you know, the testimony of Christ. Unexplainable. There's no other explanation for it. And uh, it's a true story. And there's and there's there's a dozen more on that trip. But I will never forget sneaking the kid through security in Mexico City. <laughs> That's a true and story. praying that God will let you do it. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. That's a great That's the, story. And that's the fast version. There's a long version, but that's the fast version. You know, it's such a great story when you talk about prayer because so many people are look at prayer as the last resort. I, that was me. That was me, but not yeah. my missionary. Zero hesitation. God's got it. Zero that's hesitation. Because he had, he had been there. He had that's been right. in situations where prayer Absolutely. is all it, all it takes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and oh, what a blessing. You know, Phil, when we were younger, I remember, I, I will never forget this. You started a trend with Brother Jeremy in our youth group uh-uh. where when we got up at camp, when the guys got up, the ladies, I don't know if they ever did this, but the guys, when we got up before everybody else, we would go to the baseball field and we would pray. We'd pray. I remember that. Yep. And, and it changed my life. And that. you know, what? Mm-hmm. I truly believe that that's part of the reason, one of the reasons why my older brother Luke rededicated mm-hmm. his life to God. I truly believe that. You know, and, I love that. And, and, and I truly believe that his life is because the reason why he served God in life is because of the example of you. Brother Jeremy and myself, you know, just pushing him and saying, hey, you know, just trust the Lord. And uh, that prayer, doing doing prayer with you guys really meant the world, even though we didn't realize it at the time, even though I hated getting up in the morning. <laughs> and uh, it, still, it still had an impact on me yeah, that helped good. me become who I am today. And you know what? I, I want to say that that story is is amazing because people need to know that prayer is the answer. And there there's a lot of ways we can try and manipulate situations. We can try and change situations, but God knows everything and he'll take, he will take care of it. If we just absolutely trust him and your missionary sounded like he trusted the Lord and was willing to just put it all on God put all of his money on God, you know, and, yeah. and let God take care of it and praise the Lord. It works. Cause now you have this wonderful story you get to share with, with teenagers and young adults and, and even your next missions trip, you get to share that story <laughs> again, man. You know, I, I, I love it. I love it. It's such a great story. Thanks again for joining us with the good, good news Baptist podcast. That was my buddy, my friend, Phil LeBoo. He is from, uh, Grace Baptist Church in Bridgeport, West Virginia. So if you're in that area, make sure you check them out. I'll put the link in the description below. And we're just so blessed and so thankful for you to join us today. I hope it was encouraging to think about prayer 
and what it can do in your life and the amazing story that it did for those young people in Mexico City and what a blessing it is that they got, were able to get back. And you know, God is good and he has an answer for everything if we just trust in him and ask him. Thank you again for joining us. God bless and hope you have a wonderful day.